He deserved all the criticism. He Bat- deserves your love and adoration. He started out just fine. It's and impossible. Then got <laughs> it's impossible. I got calculus tomorrow. <laughs> I have calculus homework. <laughs> he started out so kind and lured us in with a sense of false promise, and then Craig bought boom, lay down the fucking hurt. It could be just because we weren't on the the wagon fast enough. That's my thoughts. That could have been it, honestly. Methinks we had to be on the wagon a little earlier. Fine. All right. I guess I start this one. I don't know. Do I? You tell me. I don't care. Cool. <laughs> I'll do the clap and I'll do it all. Let's get it done. Welcome back to Ebology, everybody. I am your, you know, I'm your festive Professor Recky. It's the holidays, man. And I am Enrique Tostado Torres V. Montano. Montano. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start with that one. <laughs> I don't think this was going nowhere from good, the start. Good. In, is it Ricky and Enrique today? Ha ha. <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if i'm being french or you're, spanish you're really or... toting the borderline like you were raised on international borders yes i'm from uh, morocco you oh know. there you go see there you go um i'm yeah i'm feeling festive man i'm i'm taking all the breaks from work i literally will have another like two day two week break coming up into the new year when's that start um next thursday that's sick. And then I just rip it all the way into January. And I am... That's so sick. I'm hyped for it. Sick. Yeah. And I, I need to be better about... Because what I will do is go full DJ on those, like... I'm not going anywhere, but I'll just be, like, full DJ, DJ, binge. You're a DJ? I'll be a full DJ <laughs> and full DJ. DJ, DJ. Um, and I'll just rip anime, but it'll be, like... I'll, like, scatterbrain around, like giving a bunch of religion of threes at that point. Uh-huh. And I, I probably should be binging One Piece. Everyone knows I should be doing that. Then I just get distracted by something shiny. <sighs> I, I don't hate, know, man. You know? One Piece is such a slog. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, varieties of taste, you know, the whatever of life. Whatever yeah, they man. call it. The, the, slice of, the spice of life. That's the one. Not spice and wolf. Yeah, the slice of life. The, the, the spice of wolves. Right. If if only that were in what we're going to be talking about today. Speaking of variety, man, kind of wish there was some coming up. But as you'll see in us talking about the winter 2023 seasonal preview, we may be in for a little bit of our own kind of slog in a very particular genre or genres. I'm noticing a trend with this season. And uh, I, I don't I don't know. It's it's something that I kind of hope I wished Ooh, there's a couple goodies, though. I will say, yeah, yeah, there's a couple baddies in here. I don't know if I can detect a fresh sleeper, but I think some things are returning. Some things are continuing. We will not be in a drought this season, but we'll definitely have this back half of this episode is going to just be the most wild synopsis I think I've read in a hot minute (laughs) while somehow being literally cookie cutter. So, I mean, you know what? I'll let you hit the one up top because this has kind of been your bag, your Woo-hoo! bandwagon. Hit me with it. Another another opportunity for pitch because something I've already given the religion of three uh, this past weekend, uh, yesterday at the time of recording. Um, I need to keep going, but I didn't know that you did that. So the second half, uh, second part of the core for the imminence and the shadow comes yeah. out uh, or continues, I suppose you could say. Um, it is primarily on high dive which is tough for a lot of people but daddy's has it yeah another player has entered the ring you know it was crunchy it was netflix it was funny it was hulu and then suddenly high dive just like hey guys i'm here too (laughs) yeah i don't know what the deal is with that or like how expensive it is to hold licenses and stuff like that maybe we should build our own platform oh my god weeb tv something like that that'd be fire that would i mean how hard could it really be? How right? much money do you got? Um, you know, fifteen bucks. How, how much money? Oh yeah, I mean, I did get my bonus recently, so thirty, so thirty dollars. How much does it cost? Uh, you know, rent a I don't know. Uh, I guess an AWS server 
rack uh, because obviously there's a lot of stuff that you'd have to. I mean, our monthly subscription base for that's going to be through the fucking roof. So we have to. Right. We got to right. make sure that our infrastructure is good. Well, we can scale. You know, you can like rent servers. I think that's totally fine. You scale with how many people are watching. Smash cut to six months from now. An AWS technician runs into Bezos' like office, sweaty. Just we have a fucking situation. <laughs> They've rented all the servers. Have you ever heard of Weeb TV? <laughs> have you ever heard of Weeb TV? We have 15 million concurrent users every day on a low day, every hour. Oh my fucking god! But yeah, so Eminence in the Shadow. Um, we did obviously talk about in the last uh, whatever season mm-hmm. review, but or I guess pre-review. Yes. But it's actually funnier than I thought it was going to be. I think a lot of the, um, like when you read these things, like these. Um, the synopsis. Yeah, the synopsis or description of the show. Sometimes it's like a little bit tough to figure out like what's going on. I think um, there there was something going on in the, in when we read it last season where it was like, everybody knows it's a joke except for him or something like that. But it's actually the opposite. He thinks it's a joke and everyone else knows that it's actually real. And he's just literally like bullseyeing every bit of like the secret conspiracy. Right. He, he's like basically f- stumbling ass backwards into the exact answer every time. What a, and again? And he thinks that all of his like compatriots are just like humoring him essentially. And so I don't know. It just adds a whole nother layer of like hilariousness to me. <laughs> Um, the one it, thing I will, I will say with my religion of three, right, is that when you first described it, the humor was there, but I kind of felt like, at least from the description of what I was seeing, he was failing up. He's not failing up. He's like, it's true. There's a difference between like Irmacoon, who falls ass backwards into success. This man's already a god. Like, he's like wicked, stupid OP. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as we know, he is the strongest being on this planet. But and to him everything's a fucking joke because he's like I'm just trying to be this dude I'm trying to be he's menial. trying to be a background character as much as he can and so that he can be the like basically the uh, like a Batman at night and I'm noticing he's the main character on accident right he, he and that's the thing like he's actively he doesn't have the mentality of like I'm the god of this new world no 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 he's, he's like Bell Cranel from. Uh, Daimachi? Yeah. 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 Honestly, a little bit. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to be this way, but here he is being this way. It, I'm, I know I have further to go, and I know I could already see the scaling of just, like, the world is, like, about to crash down on him just because, like, he can't run away from this. But it's I, just funny. I enjoy it. And, like, um, who, oh, damn it. One of those big Stromboli reviews or some shit. What's yeah. The yeah. Name? The Strombolis. Uh, uh, some some shit like Scrambulid. that. Yeah. Uh he basically said it's like the worst show that he can't stop watching or something. It's br- that's that's a great way because it's But very- what's interesting is it's the highest rated in all of these shows this season. It is, 8. isn't it? 8.27. Yeah. Uh, well, and this it's is like, live chart.me. I don't know what that means. I I think I think it's just this show is playing everything around the main character is playing it so straight. Like it's almost to a campy level. But it, that's fun. That's really fun when the guy it's all centered around just doesn't want to be part of it, but just keeps like, fuck, how did he know, dude? How did he know? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm having a good time with it. I'm going to keep sticking with it for sure. Um, might be what I do uh, this evening a little bit further. It's kind of interesting. I've never seen this before. At the bottom of the like description, they put in like, a, I guess, superlatives or something. It's like the strongest MC X overwhelming Chunibyo. X, a serious comedy full of misunderstandings. Not bad. That's kind of funny and like <laughs> not, very not accurate. Oh, yeah, we're down there. Uh, I wonder, is that for all of them or is that just what they do for this one? I don't know. Huh. Um, but yes, I would say after my uh, Religion of Three Praise B, it's, it's a banger. It's a certified banger. It is it's good popcorn shit. It's really good popcorn shit. And it looks great, too. Always, always helps. And all his girls are baddies. All his girls are baddies. Uh, and they're like, not so secretly in love with the guy. But, not so secretly. But of course, he's like oblivious as shit. Yeah. As per all Isekai of all time. As per Yush, for sure. We can hit this one real quick. My Hero Academia Season 6, uh, Part 2. It's a double core. Um, we have talked about it ad nauseum, but the direction it's going here is quite good. I, I think we're turning to form... And that's kind of, uh, it has the mix of what made a lot of the early stuff great. You have pro heroes and aspiring heroes on the same side, fighting in the same battlefield. You have a, finally a progression between the overall conflict between one for all and all for one. 
it's it's getting it's getting back to roots and i think i don't know if the detour we had in season four and five were necessarily worth it but i'm glad we're here now so can't hurt can't hate it next well welcome to demon school aaron mccoon season three now you and i had a little bit of a discussion off mic a while ago about this how we were kind of like caught up but do you find this season frustrating at all um, the only thing that's a little annoying is they're trying to like give a lot of shine to the other characters in Misfit Academy, but like I don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, even the Misfit class, like like e- unless Aruma is banging them, I don't care about them. And and uh, where main character Dick, my guy, May- MCD. <laughs> I I'm looking for the well. Where one? Where's our favorite character? Where's she at? Well, so she can't compete in this because she already won it. I know. But that means she's just off screen for this right. entire fucking season. Pretty depressing. It's that's the worst. Um, I don't. So I don't know. It's it's cool. I, I like that they're like giving Ira McCoon a bit more agency when it comes to power. Well, yeah. So it does seem like it's it's definitely the pathway to make like his class like even more vaunted than they already are. Yeah, right, right, right. right? Like, they all have been trained by these, like, super demons. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Iruma actually has, like, actual abilities other than just, like, use Grandpa's ring! Yeah, yeah! right. Here's my stockpile of borrowed energy yeah. from my sweet old grandpa. I mean, he's still borrowing the energy. He's borrowing but, everything. That's what but, he's doing right now. But, you know, now he's really putting it to work, you know what I mean? We're just not in Morocco anymore? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretending to be a, a yeah, is was, was English, but I was gonna go to French, perhaps. Yeah, I, that seems because they're also in the World Cup. They're also in the World Cup. I mean, speaking of soccer, Argentina. We got a <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we got Blue Lock. Man, I revisited this. I I kind of started the first three or four. I let it sit for a while because I wanted to binge it. Fuck this show rips. Yeah, I'm definitely still on the sitting a little bit because I I caught up to four or whatever, and then I was like, yo, I'm not waiting a week. Wait, wait for the binge. Yeah. I, yeah, I this show is definitely binge-worthy. I think, and the reason this is binge-worthy is it finds a nice line between, like, keeping you going. Like, uh, okay, I can, I can watch another episode, but it's not like, there's never been a moment where you're, like, at the edge of your seat, like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Like they're not throwing mad cliff like cliffhangers at you, but I think now that I've like watched like everything and caught up in one big burst, this is a binge show. You you need to just let this take its course and binge the whole motherfucking thing. Maybe up to twelve, and then binge to twelve, and then let this season take its course. But overall, Blue Lock is probably one of my favorite sports anime in a long time. It subverts the kind of power friendship underdog team thing that we see a lot in traditional sports anime. People are out for throats. People are out for for blood here. And I love that complete shift in Japanese kind of sports culture when it comes to shows like this. So highly rated. This is the third highest one we got on the list right now. So Yeah, I kind of wonder um, if it's not going to be one of the highest watched shows of all of Japan this year because the creator of the manga made their their World Cup jerseys. Um, did they really yeah they designed them like based off blue lock stuff that's awesome and they also happen to do the best they've done like pretty much ever um this this season so it's kind of interesting a little bit of a a vortex of success there i would say this was this was not just coincidentally perfectly timed this was an orchestrated effort like this this show coming out now was well done orchestrated perfectly to get maximum hype for something like this so totally in totally in next one oh buddy i'm hyped for this one the misfit of demon academy demon king academy 2 is coming back i think we had a discussion about we really didn't know where the second season was going to even like head in the direction the way the season one ended it was so finite right right it was it was also something where it didn't feel like it really needed one if it didn't want one yeah um, and then, of course, the tragedy of the uh, the uh, mangaka passing away. That was, yeah. I guess, after finishing this season. So it's a little bit. Um, I, I don't really know what the plan is there. Like, why even bring it out if there's like there's no chance of continuation? It's a little interesting to me. 
are we going to have a situation here where the like there's going to be another writing board of individuals that'll do an anime only ending to kind of wrap it up? We've seen how this goes, even, you know, putting aside the really unfortunate tragedy of the mangaka passing. But you have shows in the past, Soul Eater, Promise Neverland, that, you know, the the mangaka was neither not involved or just, you know, was not yet done with their narrative. And we saw how that can absolutely crash and burn a show. That is my fear for this, is that if it's if it's not done or they're like going to do the, ju- the justice of, OK, second season, shut it down F- from an anime adaptation standpoint. I hope it doesn't doesn't flop that ending because it's really feeling like this is this is what the writing on the wall looks like. Here. Well, it makes you wonder, is there an ending? I don't know. I don't know oh, if the manga fair. was finished. Right. Right. Um, it's primed for. I think a the other thing that's thing. a little, I think disconcerting is you. There is no synopsis here. Yeah. So like we don't really know what's going on. That's very. Of fair. course, I enjoyed season one. Um, and at the time, I definitely enjoyed it. I just don't know like how much how much freaking runway does this show have? I don't know. We talked about this. We'll season. find out. We'll find out. Go listen to our season Next one. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Weeb. And if we were to direct you over, come on down into the halls and go to our season one episode, you can hear a lot of more of our thoughts in detail. But in short, that's kind of where we left it. This felt tight. It felt fun. It could have just set right there, but now it's back. So, and we're synopsis list. We're in the dark, so... Yeah, here's the hoping. Here's the hoping it really pulls one out. Um, I'm going to leave To Your Eternity Season 2 alone. Uh, just the only thing I have to say on it is that the more I let that show sit, because I finished it, finished Season 1, the more I felt that it tried really, really hard to be high art, and it did itself a bit of a disservice. I don't know if I walked in because the premise was so cerebral and nebulous. There's just this omni creature that is trying is just a blank slate of, of sentience and just is receiving stimulus from like humanity or otherwise and uh you know the season two i remember this it basically fushi this omni creature that kind of learned you know how to interact with humans uh kind of went into isolation uh in hopes that its presence in the world or the lack thereof would kind of cause peace because it learned about tragedy and death and, and suffering and just kind of went away and like, it must be my fault. So it went away, but you know, there was an antagonistic force. They're back. Nothing really stopped. So Fushi's most likely coming out of hiding to deal with this threat. Um, I don't know. It, it's not for everyone. The show is, if you really want to get in your feels, if you want a show that is arguably very, very beautiful, but melancholy, all things considered, if you want if you, if you're into that, uh, it's not a bad show. It's just it's just really niche. Yeah, I was bored by it. I didn't really even like finish the first season. I watched first three, and I was like, "Nah, I'll, I'll maybe come back to it." If it didn't grab you in three, I think three is that's, a, that's why the religion of three exists. Right. If it didn't grab you in three for this one, putting it down, I do not blame you. But I have people like people at work will come up to it's like, oh, did you hear like two your attorneys coming back? I'm like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, how can you give a fuck when you got the next one? Bofuri, I don't want to get hurt, so I've maxed out my defense too. God, that show is just it's it's a warm cup of cocoa on a cold day. I like, loved season one. Well, it was so fucking good. I like, genuinely believe it is the best show to show like to enjoy with kids, if that yes, makes sense. Yeah. Like I think a lot of a lot of shows really tote the line of like what's family friendly, honestly. And this show is like legit e for everyone type shit. Um, and, and if you're a vet of like isekais or anime in general, you walk in, you're still gonna have a really good fucking time. Yeah and, yeah, and it's just like all the characters are nice. Like there's really not that much conflict in like a bad way. It's just like different people playing a game, and she just keeps breaking the fucking game. <laughs> she's literally she's a min maxer to the point where she's just like, you can't touch me. It's great. I'm not going to touch you. But she didn't like mean to Min Max. No, she didn't. She's just like, I would prefer to just not not get hurt. hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So seriously, if you want. But I'm hype. I I didn't know that this was coming, but I am certainly on the freaking froth train for that. It doesn't say a date. And I'm a little sad because I wanted to tag it in my fucking calendar well, it but does i guess say we'll have january to. 23 so i guess some I guess point just, in that season i'm just gonna block the whole month off i guess yeah i yeah, would too that's how it's gotta be i just i don't know ask for vacation at this point i should you're right and i just uh um bofrey 
<laughs> Bofrey? What is that? Is that a slur? No, shut up. <laughs> None of your business. None of your fucking business. It's my PTO. It's my paid time off with you this ugly show. Asshole. Whoa, <laughs> dude. I'm your HR manager. You can't say that. Not anymore. I have your job now. Uh, Get out of your seat. Get out of your seat. But the ne- next, uh, next one, this one is a little interesting because of the synopsis and kind of the premise of the first season that came out. Vinland Saga season two. Arguably one of my favorites in 2019 period. Um, it's been a hot minute, but... I would say not arguably. It was legitimately in your top five list, so... Yeah. Well, I, I would say, looking back, I could have put it at number one. I could have put it... It could have gone there very well, easily. you could have said, okay, whatever. <laughs> arguably, you're number one. Then. It's an easy point to argue. It's yes. still arguably. But season two, though, it seems to be a different, a different interesting direction. And it he, looks horrible. I hope that it's not as bad as it looks. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's give a little synopsis here. I'm, I'm going to keep it spoiler-free as I read it, but... A new millennium begins in the southern part of the Jutland Peninsula in Denmark after the death of a certain character of importance, one of the best written characters in fiction in my opinion, Thorfinn lost his purpose in life. He was bought he was bought by a landowner as a quote-unquote slave and engaged in land reclamation work on his farm, and he meets a young man there who's also a slave like him. The encounter led Thorfinn to face his sins he had committed and began to find the meaning in life. Now, the reason why I would say that this is a bit of a problematic synopsis is because of two reasons. One, the creator and the people who are the, and MAPPA all came out and said basically season one is a prologue. This is a long, long story. A saga, if you will. A Vinland saga. But if this is going to be an entire season worth of kind of like this early, like formative, it's going to, I don't know, it sounds like it's going to feel a little... A little soft, a little weak. I think the biggest issue is like, and there was some of this, I guess, in season one where it's like haltingly slow at points, but like him looking for the meaning of life is not a, it's not a like action packed, amped up kind of season. No. And I think that's what you're, you would like this revenge story to just continue and be like, all right, that guy's dead. Fuck it. I'm going for the big daddy. Yeah. I'm going to fuck up anyone who made my life a living hell because, and really I understand the whole like, Oh, you can't be mad forever kind of thing. But like, it is not a compelling story. I think from an, like an animation standpoint to just watch this dude be a slave. Now I will Um, say, I will say that the, the strongest element in my opinion of season one even in the face of its really, really well done action, was the character writing. Like, some of the, the you know, his dad, Askeladd, basically, all these other characters were so beautifully written that they themselves were pretty engaging. I was getting kind of early Game of Thrones vibes, but this is actually giving me Two Year Eternity vibes. I think the issue with something like this and a Norse mythology is, like, if you don't die in battle, you're dog shit. So it's like... Kind Essentially. of, it should be hard for him to want to not do that. Also, his uncle is still a, oh, a, a fucking thug. A so, fucking like, thug. Yeah, he's related to these dudes. It's like it just seems like there's a, a bit of a gap here. I don't know if they like address it, but it does feel like kind of a weird change to be like, well, I've accomplished my mission. Now I'm gonna go be a slave. It's like it just does not make sense to me. Yeah, and like I also think that a lot of these like stories of like different um, Viking epics, they, they do go through this, this it's baffling to me, but they go through this phase where like they're all slaves for like a bit, like either on purpose to get close to where they need to be or like not on purpose. (laughs) So I actually was reading, I was reading, um, sorry, not reading because I barely do that, but I listened to a podcast where we were talking, not reading at all. Cause we can't Uh, do that. it's not something I was ever meant to do. We frankly. just never learned how to do it it's, personally. This, this, these are all pictures yeah. actually right here. But what what we were learning was basically slavery as a concept back in this time frame is a lot different than the concepts that we may understand them in a later part of history. A lot of Roman individuals, families that became aristocratic, rich, powerful in the military, commonly started as slaves because after a certain point, most slaves, not only were they potentially war kind of capture, captures in war that were aristocrats in their own right, they're educated, they can read and write, they basically got to, like you said, got here 
and work themselves until that they have like done away with their servitude and then they get land themselves and then grow. Slavery was a legitimate path to gaining something that's kind of generational. So to your point, slavery was a path of people like, okay, I'm going to work for this guy for like seven years and then he's, I'm going to get a big plot of land and I'm going to start my own farm and then just to have a generational stake here. Um, yeah, it's just a little absurd for somebody who is like, a borderline him. royalty that ain't that the thing too but like that's that's an element a lot of royal people from other countries became slaves in rome right but this isn't a situation where like his his family didn't get taken over they're still royalty that's the one thing too yeah it did say he was bought which is interesting yeah i don't know i i have heard from people in our discord that they really enjoyed this next arc coming up but it's just if I want to read a book, I go read a fucking book. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to watch an anime. That's just like, and then I, you know, picked up the dog shit or the, you know, I, I moved around the cow shit and I fertilized the fields. I just see like a glistening shit pile with like a shovel and it's just like beautiful. But you're like, what am I watching right now? Yeah. What am I doing? Um, let's see if Napa can pull it out. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still hyped for it. I'm still here for it because I'm, I'm in for those characters. Unless he turns into a vengeful spirit again. I don't know if I'm going to continue. I'll give you the vengeful spirit, a bat signal when that happens. Like, Ethan, Ethan Thorfinn's a badass again. Woohoo! Let's do it. Yee! Um, and we get ourselves a little more Don Machi love here. And I, uh, I don't know, man. I gave the first two seasons some real love. I really ripped through it. Ah, they're fun. Uh, they're okay. They're fun. I, I just there's something about Don Machi, and it's one of my opinions that it probably is not very hot right now. But Don Machi just never got my gander. I, something about it just seems so. I mean, they really blase. should just make it a hentai. Like, I, I mean, it's like a, absurd how close they try to to play the line. That's that's it's a, like you that's may as well just go full bore. Yeah, we're like that's it, my opinion. I'm shocked it doesn't have the etchy tag on this. I will say, um, right. It, so to that end, I mean, will there, I don't know. I think there's some fun stuff in there. I believe first. it. And I've seen some I've seen some of the battles on YouTube still here and there and I'm like it, it looks great. JC staff does they go balls to the wall. That might be their big one of their biggest IPs they have right now. Um well, except for JoJo? Uh JoJo's is David Production. Oh. Yeah. So, and she is a tag by the way. Oh shit, it just wasn't in the it wasn't in the top. Oh, nope. They How did that happen? Huh. How did that happen? How are you getting etchy and I'm not? Well, I went to a different thing, but that's also a specific arc. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Okay. Fair Perhaps enough. it's not. Perhaps they got they did they did way of of the etchy for that one. Um okay. Okay. Friendos, we're about to get into some other ones that are like some recurring ones, and then we're gonna do we're gonna do an Isekai roundup because this is one of the most <laughs> heavy isekai seasons i have seen in a long time but we got a couple of the slice of lives here that are sitting up top of the grace of god season two real cozy looking shit um and we got don't toy with me miss nagatoro second attack not season second attack um did yeah. you ever actually start that one i finished it so oh how was it solid okay um yeah, overall solid. They just, you know, the the main character guy is just such a fucking doormat that it's a little rough to watch. That's um, kind of his whole shtick, though, isn't it? Right, but like, I would urge anyone who is being treated as he is to not stay connected to those people. I know she's like aggressively, <laughs> like teasing him to the point that she's like obsessed with him like yeah, Andre style but it's like i just don't i think it's so unhealthy <laughs> and i would urge you to at least have a deep conversation with that person and be like hey uh can we maybe not <laughs> yeah. ruthlessly fuck with me every single time her whole shtick is like she she flirts like a third grader would to another classmate and just like punches you in the arm throws sand in your face and you think why doesn't he like me or like, like we'll straight up get naked and be like, paint me. Oh. And then be like, but oh. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't know? want to. We'll do it anyway. It's uh it's it's quite the interesting um <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I have I just I struggle because I could never put my I would never be in a situation like that. So it's like 
kind of a situation where you're like, I can't even ma- imagine talking to this girl after she's that fucking rude. But the clips I've seen too is that if he ever does try to stand up for himself or just basically like not like doesn't give in to that teasing, she gets upset, upset, like cries yeah. and shit. I'm like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah, she's fucking gaslighting him. <laughs> she's gatekeep girl boss gaslight. 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 Gatekeep girl boss gaslighting. Um, other ones are there. I mean, Tokyo Avengers is up there. Well, hang on. Did you mm-hmm. did you watch uh, the Fruit of Evolution? I didn't. I did not. So I didn't either. But I saw the like you know those like YouTube videos or whatever where they do the little like recap for oh, you. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is interesting. So this girl. <laughs> Girl ape falls in love with this guy and then turns into a girl girl somehow. This is the girl ape show. Okay, yeah. yes. Okay. I remember hearing about this. Um, anyhow, pretty weird fucking topics. <laughs> and I would say it really uh it plays with like some pretty interesting <laughs> like I'm not sure if he's allowed to bang her now that she's sort of a girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, who does not want to return to monkey i mean like well, reject humanity I return don't. to monkey this show is return to monkey the romance the isekai um, she's a real harambe though she's a real harambe dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh anyhow i didn't watch season one but i think it's it's one of those that's just eventually gonna happen for me it's adventure fantasy isekai romance yeah sort of right in my fucking wheelhouse right in the fucking wheelhouse right in the kisser yeah Tokyo Avengers. I mean, that's something that. What? I never what, finished the what first a fizzle, season. Right? Pretty. What a fizzle! I didn't finish. Well, I watched. I watched it probably as much as you did for our episode on it, and I don't know what exactly it grabbed me so hard in I the just, beginning. I think he just makes so re- such bad decisions that it's just like, all right, well, yeah. You now realize the potency of a power that he has. Any kind of time power is like ungodly crazy and he just doesn't seem to really fly with it at all i don't know i just think it's absurd to be like you know what i'm gonna run this gang it's like what are you fucking talking about i think he's like if i can run the gang she never dies bad that's 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 too much work (laughs) too much work and then speaking of fucking floss man inspector (laughs) season two why is that even getting a season two i saw this and i i genuinely recoiled you know I, I don't I think I recoiled because of how doggy it is promising the premise was and then how doggy it was I like, don't know I watched first three couldn't get it past it I got to I got to half and I mean it's it's just like it's a slippery slope because I remember the first two episodes being genuinely genius like she's a detective who gave up of, of some a bit of herself to like be this spirit detective and he gave up like his right hand to be basically like anti-demon magic shit and again, that, that seems like all the supernatural buddy cop fodder you need to actually have a decent ass time on your hands and it squandered, squandered, squandered. So the fact of getting a season two, you know, don't disrespect if you like Inspector, but I mean, like more for you, I guess you, you can have the kilobytes of streaming on that one. I'm not going to touch it. Um, <laughs> this is what I might watch, though, only because I've seen so much hype about it. The Urusei Yatsura, uh, it's you know, a remake of a one of the most classic romance slash comedy uh, shows. I think people of old people of your of the anime community talk about. Um, and someone, uh, a couple reviews I actually watched said David Production is full fucking sending it. Like it's it's in a lot of ways as good if not better than the original. Um, basically. I'll give this one a little synopsis because this is a classic, but when an alien race known as the Oni invade Earth, the chronically unlucky and unapologetically lecherous Ataru Morobashi is selected as humanity's representative in a duel for the fate of the planet. His opponent is Loom, the Omni's very pretty princess. That's subjective. Hold on now. All right. I'm going to... Don't, don't toot horns. And it's only thanks to Arturo's unscrupulous behavior that he is able to scrape out a win in a treacherous game of tag against her. Arturo thinks he has his lucky break at last, but when Loom takes a shine to him off the battlefield, the conflict follows him home as Loom invades not only planet Earth, but also the womanizing Arturo's love life. Fair. Okay. Alien chick. Piece of shit, dude. 
you know, I, I, I don't know if you can call someone unlucky if you're also actively a piece of shit. So whatever. <laughs> I don't know. If that's that, that's not luck. You're kind of doing it to yourself. But it has all the makings. I, mean, I think, it, the, you know, I was talking to someone at work. We were talking about this show and he said it feels very simple. I'm like, well, consider its origins. It's, a, it's from a very, very, very old like TV show that aired, I want to say, in like the 90s maybe the eight i don't know it's I somewhere feel back like there. it's like the 70s 80s could even maybe. be that yeah so i mean like if it feels simple it's because it's a progenitor i would say of, of an interesting like almost reverse isekai shit <sighs> but they are they are aliens so they're they are of this universe isekai hardliners it's not an isekai but um yeah, you weren't kidding about the rest of these. Holy balls. Yeah, yeah no, we're about to do a motherfucking roundup after we hit the ones that matter. Speaking of ones that matter, Bongo Stray Dogs gets a number four, y'all. I, I told you I had a couple unpopular opinions. Um, yeah, I watched the, watched the first couple seasons. I I enjoyed it. I know, like, for whatever reason, it's very much a boy love, um, uh, I guess, flagship like entry for for whatever reason i don't think i necessarily noticed it for the first two seasons it's no fucking banana fish that's for sure it's no banana fish and we've come a long way since banana fish but i'm still um, like a little bit tilted about that you shouldn't be that's literally three years old and we are like i'm still mad we are so much more wrinkled so mad (laughs) you this is you've said off mic you're one of your greatest skills holding a grudge and i believe making you do that is one of our first pitcher dishes i and here's the thing what's funny is that that show is boy love top and down left and right that's what it is. But the problem ice. being, you straight up lied to me, and secondly, didn't even watch it yourself. Absurd. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, let's try a picture Absolute and not death watch battle. it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think what I think what got me kind of tilted about Bongo Street Dogs is that it's as if a bunch of a bunch of chicks had come <laughs> together in a in a room that is basically Tumblr and wrote their <laughs> dream aesthetic story character interactions it feels very placating like it's very servicey and i re- i respect that there is a there's clearly a market like there's people out there that want this like four times right and the show is beautiful the the powers are kind of like this interesting like the aesthetic is is in the same way, like turn of the century, real grungy kind of shit. The the mystery element of them being like an, an detective detective agency is cool. But then you have guys like you have characters that like you know fantasize about suicide because their uh, their power doesn't let them die, or they they can fantasize about always being right because they literally have ultra deduction. Like yeah. these these powers feel like neckbeard shit, like what neckbeards would fantasize about having with powers. I don't know. It's something about it feels like it's not built for me. And that's fine. It just turned me off. I'm like, I don't know how much more I could take of this, really. Um, I mean, I think they, they just tried the whole Sherlock thing. It didn't quite play out like they wanted. Um, and then the dorky main character is a real, real hard pill to swallow, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what the why it's such a flagship with boy love fandom but maybe someone in our discord will let us know maybe yeah get in there one darn up to you into the patreon.com slash ufology where you can talk about why you think bongo stray dogs is actually kind of like baller or do you do you, are you kind of in my camp like there's something about it that seems they prioritize service over all the other cool shit they have in this show in my opinion they have a lot of really cool shit in bongo stray dogs but it just seems to fall to the wayside for you know placation there's like middle of season one there's that chick and everyone white knights over him every single dude white knights over that one chick and i was like okay guys i don't even remember that but you know whatever what are you gonna do such is life oh here we go say lovey here we go all right we're into the back half now which means that we are gonna be doing some you want to pick a wild one that you saw on this list somewhere and i can start with mine sure go ahead cool the <laughs> there's so many fucking isekais. Let me just read a couple of these uh a couple of these out. Um we have ourselves the apparently disillusioned adventurers will save the world. That one is actually the first I want to say that's not a that one's not an isekai. It's a lot of fantasy. We have reborn to master the blade from hero king to extraordinary squire and then you have the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist in another world. 
that could have been any season, man. Like I, that could have been something from last season, and you and I, I was just reading something from last then. Huh. Then um, this sounds horrible. Handyman Saito in another world. <laughs> like fuck off. Let's hold on. What's that synopsis? That was a short one. Saito's never been anyone special, but his unremarkable path takes a turn where he wakes up in another world. After all, who other than the handyman could be trusted to open locked treasure chests or to repair equipment? Horrible. He's a, he's a support class. Bad. Cool. cool. Disgusting. Ouchie. <laughs> the only thing I do find semi interesting um, would be the one that's called Spy Classroom. Okay, I-, I wanted to talk about that one. Um, Action, comedy, mystery, romance by mm-hmm. Studio Feel. <laughs> Studio Feel's got the stuff like Kiss Sis and all that. They do a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the, the raunchier rom-coms. Yeah, but, oh yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell by the picture that it's going to be a raunchy. Uh, that's, yeah, this is, this is some raunch. Uh, it's a light novel. Conflict ravaged nations now deploy covert operatives instead of missiles. Lily is recruited into spy training, but her practical skills are absolutely abysmal. Mm. Desperate to pass, she leaps at a chance to join the mysterious Tomoshibi team. Too bad the team is filled with everyone or with even more hopeless spies. You know, I'm sorry. Like, it's bad at scrolling on the phone. (laughs) <laughs> Together, they must conquer the impassable mission and best their genius instructor. But the true purpose behind the classroom is more harrowing than they can imagine. All right. Uh, you know, see, right here, they, they, they threw the mystery. Yeah. I'll take it. All right. That's honestly, this is going to sound stupid, but that feels so up high dives alley that it's absurd. <laughs> Isn't it, though? I mean, I like the mystery element here. Like, that's always fun. Um, I, don't, I don't know, though. It's... I think it's not going to be good, but it's definitely going to be something that I watch. You know, like, fuck, like, Akiba Maid War is another one that this past season, like, I just didn't, like, okay, let's give it a try. It's bonkers fun. It's so bonkers fun. So I just got to keep an open mind. Not too open. Interesting. Not that interesting. Farming life in another world. By the way, this is like the sixth one in the last six seasons that do this sort of same deal. Or they just like go full slice of life. I'm a former Um, (laughs) fantasy isekai slice of life. After Hiraku dies of a serious illness, God brings him back to life, gives his health and youth back, and sends him to a fantasy world of his choice. In order to enjoy his second shot, God bestows upon him the almighty farming tool, which, okay. <laughs> what is a hoe? Like, what I, is- it literally looks like a hoe. <laughs> um, watch as Hiroko digs, chops, and plows in another world in his slayback <laughs> farming fantasy. Dude, what? Wait, hold on. I think he might on. be plowing. I think he might be plowing more than just some fields. I mean, look at the freaking picture, dude. Damn. Yep. All right. Yep. He def be plowing. He will be tending to more than just a couple fields. Um, He's going tending to some mounds for sure. I mean, you got to make sure everything is fertile and planted. Um, <laughs> the other, this one, this one is so, this is the, this is this season's, I can't believe it's not hentai for sure, with a twist. My life as Inukai-san's dog. They say every dog has his day. That's especially true for our protagonist, who's nameless, I guess, who was just turned into a dog and now lives every day under the care of his crush, Inukai-san. She do- happily dotes over the new companion, and while, she- while he wants to return to human form someday, there's something wonderful about being cared for by the person he loves. You, you think you read that? I dive. Hi, hi dive. Yep. You think you read this, right? You think you read this and it's like, okay, maybe some interesting slice of life shit. Nah. Tags, comedy, etchy. You look at the you look at the poster. Yeah. Yeah. It's this is this yeah, the is view is a little low, is all I'm saying. Yeah, the view is a li- Do you think these anime camera angles are weird? How do you figure? Enter this poster. Just a hundred times that. Yeah, um, I don't know. Shit like that's just like absurd. And I think it's like Really plays up the the idea that people that watch anime are complete fucking loser dorks, and I don't believe that's true anymore. No, it definitely used to be. I mean, you you know what? I think every every fandom has their fucking dorks, but not us. Yeah, sports fans are dorks, sports, dude. There's I do more sports st- ball sucks. Sports ball sucks. I do do statistics for fun and fantasy. What the fuck? Um, yeah, you're a nerd. You're a fucking nerd. But okay. Saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. That was exactly what I was going to hit. Well, what is the next? Fuck. That was it. <laughs> it's super long, so I'm not going to read it, but it just seems like one of those classic 
Sort of like, um, what was that stupid show? I, I killed slimes for 200 years and now I'm like invincible or some shit. Yeah, man. Max but level. I don't know. Some dumb shit like there's that. Something, there's something about like these slice of life ones, man. Okay, hold on, hold on. There's another one that I saw that was also kind of in this camp. Campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skill. Madoka Tatsoshi, has an ordinary salary man, is suddenly transported to another world one day. God, if I read that sentence one more time, I'm flipping a table. The unique skill he gains upon arrival in this world is the seemingly useless online grocery. Uh, Makoda is discouraged at first, but the modern foods he's able to bring to his new world using this skill proves to have some unbelievable effects. <gasps> Here's the thing, man. Like, I, I get that shows in the past when Isekai was fresh, doing the whole slice of life thing in another world that's not inherently a bad thing. What I'm seeing now is people not, it's not like, how does the world enhance the mundane shit? It's people bringing mundane shit to a world they're never really going to explore. Saving for retirement in another world? I, uh, no, no, man. Like, I, I, I barely want to watch that in my world. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to go ahead and I need to drop that because I'm getting heated. I'm getting very I mean, heated. Yeah, I was going to say, it's start, starting to sound like you have some issues. I, I have issues with, like, give me a well written show with characters saving, saving retirement. That's a fucking slice of life. Give me that. Yeah, I don't need Saving magic. Private Ryan. Sa- give me Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Just give, you know what? I'll take Saving Private Ryan, please. And thank you. All right. So I'm going to go through a couple that I think potentially could be good. Potential sleepers. Okay. Um, this one I'm very much on the fence about, but I just like the kind of the idea here. Adventure Fantasy Sci-Fi by Polygon Pictures. Uh, I know where we're going. Kena of the Great Snow Sea. In another world, an ever-growing <laughs> sea of snow has engulfed the planet's surface. The people struggle to survive, living around the roots of a massive orbital tree, whose branches spread into the celestial, mem- blah, celestial membrane high above the ground. Change comes to this dying world after Kaina, a boy from the celestial membrane, encounters a girl from the surface called Riri. Ah. I am in for this. I, I think this has the potential to be some really cool shit. I mean, it's it's not it's not Isekai, already a win. But we have <laughs> we but we what we have here is like it's really cool, like another world, but it's you know, it's drastically different. And the sci-fi elements here have me really curious. The celestial membrane as a concept in the orbital tree. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm I agree. Here. I'm here. Um, Trigun Stampede. Mm-hmm. Action, adventure, comedy, drama, sci-fi shonen. Of no course, everybody synopsis. Knows. Is it a remake? It's supposed to be a remake? I don't know. Okay. But it does look good. Like the picture looks good. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. That's going to be interesting. And then this one's got me um, concerned, intrigued. <laughs> Um, Contreaked? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> the Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, Northern War. It's an action by oh. Tatsunoko Production, but it's based off a game. Septian calendar year 1205. Lavi was born in North Umbria, the poorest region in the northwestern Zamoria. Uh, she enlists in the Northern Jaegers, the largest in the continent, to protect her hometown and distinguish herself from oh. her grandfather, Vlad, hmm. who was once a hero, but betrayed. <gasps> Northumbria. Very common trope. Yeah. Her devotion to her missions often earned her violations of regulations, and one day she is ordered to assemble a platoon with Martin, Isiria, and Talion, for an impossible spy mission to Erebonia to gather information on the Imperial hero, a mysterious threat to Northumbria. So, horrible synopsis. Just, you know, I I would say if you have to say that many dumb fucking names, like it's already kind of an L, but potentially, I mean, based on the fact that it's only got action as as it's like tag, it could be kind of like a fun-ish, like almost 86, I'm thinking. What I hear in a synopsis like that is that, in a tag that is only action, to me, that implies that we're going to get exhausting lore dumps. Yeah. Exhausting. Because yeah. they have a whole world to teach you about, so they can basically, if, they're, if they have to save time for all the action that they're promising me, they're going to have to dump some serious lore. Just like, hey, by the way, we're in a war room. 
sit back for the next four and a half minutes straight of me telling you about a lot of confusing names. Have fun with that. Um, I yeah, you know, could maybe be okay. It, it could, if if that is Diet eighty six, then Mononogatari is Diet maybe Jujutsu, maybe. Now, I wouldn't go so far as Bleach, but definitely feels like Diet Jujutsu. We got filled with rage against spirits known as the Sukunogami. Kanato Hayonma is sent to live with the Natatsuki Botan to help him see a different side. Don't know what that means. It's poor translation, I would assume. Though both are part of a clan to return the spirits back to the world with divine powers, their experiences with the otherworldly vessels are vastly different. Kunato robbed of a loved one and Natatsuki saved by them. Can she get through to him? Now, this feels, well, again, very much like a diet jujutsu. We have, like, essentially exorcists, what sounds like someone is, like, has a vendetta. The other one is like, no, nah, they're not that bad. We have fl- conflicting ideologies, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's it's going to be, like, a very, like, cut and dry, like, this is, this is what made jujutsu great, right? Mm. A lot of shows you've seen try to, like, try to make that work, but I don't know. I don't know. It kind of feels like an absurd amount of shows are coming out this year. Like, I'm still scrolling and I haven't found the end. Um, I, while you find that end, one that I think will be a great sleeper, if you guys did not watch this and you do like kind of a supernatural comedy, The Devil Dies in No Time was a really fun one. And they're coming out with number two. Um, the premise kind of being, you know, you you have essentially the head daddy vampire, Dracula, and... He um, it's a madhouse show, too. And the comedy kind of comes that he's like a kind of a wee pee pee baby boy. And any like he when he gets scared easy or literally gets like touched by the sun, he turns into dust. And it's very, very it's very funny. And he's kind of living in a much more uh, slice of lifey. It's not the tags don't do it justice, I would say. Um, but if you're if you're down for that kind of uh, it's no, it's not really Psyche K esque. It's probably closer to devil as a part timer, honestly. Uh, and it's pretty fun. I, I recommend it. What else do we have here? Ooh, yes. I was looking at this one earlier. High card? Uh, high card. Oh, not high card. So. I know I did see that earlier. It, it does look borderline like, like, um, the what's that fucking show called? You help me, dude. I Not the one outs, the other one. The card game. Katakuri? Uh, no. Um, not Nope. Um, the card game one. Um, he's got a real fucking pointy ass face. Kenji Ultimate Survivor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kenji Ultimate Survivor. It's not Kenji. You're saying that wrong. It's Kaiji. Kaiji. Kaiji Ultimate Survivor. Okay, yes. I was like Kenji. No. Who the fuck is Kenji? Um, who the fuck is Rotem? Who the fuck is Rotem? The uh, it looks. Is there a supernatural element to this one? There is. A, there is a supernatural element. Sick. Okay. I don't know. Loki, I think that could be good. Um, the one... Okay, there's one that I think is going to be good, and one that I think is going to... daddies? Okay, <laughs> I, I was going to say, <laughs> the one underneath it is the one I was going to get into. It, the one called um, The Fire Hunter. It's fantasy and historical. Looks pretty interesting. The art style looks wild. Signal MD, who... They did Platinum Man. Fuck. They did Mars Red 2. Uh, well, you know what? I'll give it a chance anyway, because... Outside, looks bad. It, well, we'll see. Outside the magical barriers lies a world overrun by fiery beasts known as flame demons, and the only one who can protect humanity are the fire hunters. All right, cool. Fire force, got it. In the dark woods where the beasts roam is where Toko, a young villager, is rescued from attack by one of these skilled trackers, Koshi. <laughs> <laughs> Weird advertisement on this. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a did you get a sexuality test as an advertisement yeah like <laughs> what the fuck? you like scroll through these and then when you get to the bottom it just it just says it's got two guys about to make out and it goes am i gay test <laughs> that's really uncool and the, i think what happened is i think it hurt us talking about bongo straight dogs <laughs> <laughs> maybe holy shit phone quit listening to me big daddy tim cook yeah that's fucked fuck. up but yeah, the one I was joking about before, too, is called Buddy Daddies. Now, the name is odd. Uh, uh, Buddy Daddies is whatever. Um, it's by PA Works. It's comedy and organized crime. Kazuki Kuroso is a criminal contractor slash coordinator who lives with his best friend, Ray Suwa, a professional assassin 
who has been raised from childhood to be a contract killer. Kazuki is outgoing and loves gambling and women, while Ray is a man of few words who spends his off time playing video games. One day, the two buddies end up caring for Miri Unasaka, a four-year-old girl whose father is a mafia boss, and Miri accidentally wanders into a firefight in a hotel while looking for her father. Interesting. Not not bad. I, I like the idea because I've said in the past, I like a good kind of buddy cop. Like, you know, he's a loose cannon. He plays by the books. He's like professional and like quiet. The other one's rambunctious. I like that dynamic. It's a fun one. This seems like that is ultra concentrated here. You just have an ultra concentration of uh, of like buddy cop energy here. And uh, they're both kind of tied together at the hip by this ch- this little girl, uh, Miri. So I, you know what? It's and it's an original as well. Now, that's interesting. It is interesting. I wonder how I wonder how PA works is going to manage that. Well, they did this stuff kind of stuff before. Was uh, was Charlotte an original? Wait, wait. Yeah, Charlotte was an original. Um, and that's that's kind of their I would say not necessarily the biggest claim to fame. Probably Angel Beats is that for them. But um, for us, it's definitely probably Charlotte. Um, OK, OK. Yeah, we got. Uh, oh, we're getting to some real deep shit down here. Oh, my yeah, God. So I skipped over to movies now. OK. And OVAs. Okay. Um, so um, for movies, the one of actual note is the Swordsmith Village Saga for Kumetsu no Yaiba. Ooh, no shit. Okay. Yes, cool. shit. Uh, well, okay. Hold on, man. This Is this another thing where they're going to do? sure is. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there and I know, say, you know, I exactly. know what you're saying. For the students, though, fucking Mugen Train. The movie was great incredible but we talked about the dilemma you have there either you have to animate it and burn some of your season or you don't animate it and you make a movie required canon reading or viewing so that is they're just like they saw that with mugen train they're like all right pony it up pony it up we'll go see it that's what we do we'll go see it but (laughs) uh, we will do that but but we ain't gonna be happy about it (laughs) oh thank god a seven deadly sins movie is this the cgi one I don't know. Oh, dude, I saw te- I saw pictures of CGI for um, snooze. Yeah, I mean, Seven Deadly Sins. What a what a sad. So OVA is this is kind of interesting because it is just more seasons of shows. Uh, Record okay. of Ragnarok two. I'm <laughs> absurdly surprised that they've somehow continued that. Wow. The Way of the House Husband season two, which is a Ooh. phenomenal show, by the way. Started it, need to revisit it, but eh, this might be it. Coming out January 1st, so that's cool. Ooh, that's a nice drop. Junji Ito, Maniac, <gasps> Japanese Tales of the Macabre. Let's fucking go. Yes. That's the thing everybody's been waiting for. Yeah. Um, We've got, let's see. Violet Evergarden's getting some. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean, though. It's a, it's, I think it's a... It's a condensation of the TV series, I think. So it's like if you never if you didn't watch Violet Evergarden but want to or thought about it, it seems like they're condensing it all down to ninety five minutes, which sounds right. Okay, I'm I'm cool for that. And then um, this is a manhwa made anime called Lookism. Our good friend Daimos on the uh, on the Discord, yeah, loved this. And is super hyped for it. So let's hope that it's not a God of High School scenario. Let's hope it's not a God of High School scenario. But yeah, that's that's kind of the big ones. Thoughts on this season? I, I, I find this weird because like... Well, this is like the bangerest season of all time. So it's going to be tough to follow that up, of course. I, I guess that's that's something that I did at least come in with. Understanding that... We are probably not going to... We only, we're only graced with a season like this one maybe once every three to five years. I'm also not sure if this includes Bleach continuing. Is Bleach continuing? I would imagine. It just is it straight shot through? You would think it would show up, well, but... 10 episodes in right now, right? So it would it would ostensibly end at 12, and they're basically just probably going to, you know, would they skip a season, pull a Black Clover and kind of... Or not a Black Clover, um, like a My Hero or something, and just give it to us every every other season or something like that i guess maybe i'm i'm i'm, I'm here for that like i i'd prefer that if there's like quali- quality is uh, prioritized here i'll take it that's to your point that's the one you'd sit I, i'd wait every week for that one which yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched today's me either i'm very hype about it yep hell fuck yeah um might go for a uh, you know a nice little row on the old rower 
but I don't think I can read all those subtitles while rowing. That's also fair. It's just a little <laughs> just, bit of a tough. <laughs> yeah, tough, tough ask. I think tough ask. But yes, um, I think that I don't my, know. I think if I had to give it like a, a numerical rating, this will be like a, probably in maybe a seventy-eight season. I was going to say like seventy-five. I mean, it's got enough for me to be sustained for this season. What about Chainsaw Man? Is that done? Uh, that will be done at the end of the season. They're only to twelve for now. I'd assume. Kind of fucked up, isn't it? Though that's just the seasonal landscape. How, how dare up. how dare they? You know how dare they deprive me of more than Look, 20, all more I'm than saying 12. is Shadow and the Intimidance is getting more than twelve. <sighs> yeah, but I mean they packed all the quality of five thousand episodes into twelve somehow, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. Right, I know that's why me getting an old uh, another twelve was pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about Chainsaw oh, Man. Oh, oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Common mix-up. Common mix-up. But you know what? Thank you, everyone, for coming to class. If you would like to listen to anything else that we've done, you're already right here on the platform, guys. Just jump on over. Then two too clicks. bad. Then too bad. We're just going to shut it all I down. I deleted it all. Oh, fuck, dude. You should at least clear that with me a this little bit. This is episode one. <laughs> is this episode fun? Yeah, This is the only true. one you get. And then this is what we'll go from here. Nothing else matters in the past. <laughs> We're going to name this one 375. Why not? Um, if you want to contact us or watch us anywhere else from the platform that you're on, all the links are in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you go do those things. If you want to give us some monetary love, only if you can, patreon.com slash ubology. One dollar and up gets you into the Discord with all the lovely Patreon folks and all our past guests, too. We have been doing a, uh, a project where I've been interviewing, you know, a uh, uh, student and podcast host alike and getting some really fun origin stories uh one of those should pop here any week now uh the second installment of that and three dollars and up gets you into the syllabus sidebar our lo-fi high vibes sometimes anime sometimes not sometimes visual and sometimes i his show where we talk about life and things and sometimes ethan will even do the uh i thought that was sign language for a second you were just no no you can do that though but yeah yeah so you know until uh i kind of learn more sign language and then do a visual kind of language thing with an audio format. Poop. I, I'm Ricky. <laughs> and I'm Ethan. And the Snowy Biology. Adusies. That's literally the bullshit. Poop. <laughs> Poop. Poop. <laughs> sign language. Yeah. <laughs>